Welcome to RLA's message of the week. We hope you enjoy week nine in our new series, Non-Negotiables by Pastor Renee Molina. Today, today is week nine of 10, and uh, we're closing this series. For some of you, it feels like we've been in this series forever, <laughs> um, but I'm really excited for the next series. And we've been ta- the series that we've been covering is the non-negotiables, the non-negotiables of who we are, of what we're building, um, our, the foundations of what we're building on. And um, I, I want to pray, and then I want to jump right in. God, we just thank you for everything that you've been doing in our lives. I ask that you may speak to us today, God. Those that couldn't come because they're uh, far away, God, I ask that you may bless them in whichever way, with their families or out with friends, God. Um, God, I ask that you may take care of our team wherever they may be at. God, I ask that you may bless their lives, bless the leadership of this church. Um, and God, I ask that you may also comfort the, the, the other victims, God, of the recent shooting. Lord, I ask that you may comfort them and be with them. God, we also pray for our beautiful Amazons, God, that you may send rain, send supernatural rain, mist to to quench those those fires, God. Your word says that humans are to take care of our planet, God, and and I just ask that we may be good stewards of our resources. And so, God, I just ask you, um, and I just ask that you may care for, just keep moving around the world. And God, I ask that you may move strongly in our city. In your name we pray. Amen. I want to start off by telling you that we're dreaming of building a church that will make history and will impact our city. That is like our our fuel. That is what we're about. We're not playing church like children play kitchen or children play cops and robbers. We're, we, are not, we are not playing church here. We are serious about making a difference, an impact, social change uh, to, to see L.A. fully in love with God. That is literally our drive and something that someone once said is there's no such thing as a small church there's only small visions and something that we have is we want to make sure our vision is never small it's always big it's always broad and um and and so I want to and on top of that because we're, we have that in, in mind, we want to build on these foundations. And so uh, if we could just recap what we've been covering for the past weeks. Uh, we're on week nine today and we're done next week. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. But anyways, sorry, if you're listening on the podcast, you can't see this. Um, week one, our, we spoke about our belief and trust in God is our cornerstone, the Trinity, how that affects our everyday life. Three different views, still one essence. Who is Jesus? Then we spoke about the kingdom message, how women are equals, how sin hurts our entire lives. The church is calling to be salt and light. Uh, God's word being our foundation was last week. And today, it's the gifts and fruit of the Spirit are our wings. And I know when we talk about this, people are like, oh, my gosh, how you're like, what's going to. No, no, no. Trust, trust, trust me today. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but let's get into it. So I, I do want to start just by sharing about today, week nine, that some churches just focus on the power of God. 
And these people, these churches are churches that they're all about being super spiritual and super powerful, but they don't talk about the fruit of the Spirit, which is character, which is love, which is self-control, which is goodness, faithfulness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But some churches, they just focus on the fruit of the Spirit, and they just talk about it's all about just love and just grace and just be kind to people, but there's no power. And so something that we strongly believe in is that you need both. You need power and gifts and talents, and you also need character, people that are reliable, people that are faithful. And that's something that we're kind of, we're after. And one of my mentors that I love so much, Bill Johnson, if we have the quote on the screen, uh, we could put it. He said, he kind of wraps today's message, and this is what I want to just share with you is, God is in you for your benefit. But God is upon you for the benefit of others. And so that's kind of what what direction we're going to be taking on today. When God gives you power, when God gives you talent, when God gives you gifts, it's not for your benefit. It's for the benefit of others. But when God lives in you and he builds a home in you, it's for your benefit. And so today I, I want to focus first on power on the gifts of the Spirit. And so if you have a Bible, can you go to Luke chapter 4? And it kind of hits this, this point right on the head. How power, when God gives you gifts, when God gives you talents, it's not for selfish reasons. It's for the benefit of others. So Luke chapter 4, verse 14. Um, Jesus, This is a scene of Jesus, how, a why. uh, why God came upon him, why the Holy Spirit came upon him. So Luke 14, verse 14 says, uh, Jesus returned to Galilee. This is in the beginning of his ministry and career. So it says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, that's like his hometown, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, like service, he went up into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord. Let's say this out loud, everybody together. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Awesome. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him with their mouths wide open, saliva out of their... No, just kidding. That's my version. He began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. I want to talk about the power of God in someone's life. The power of God in someone's lives, in someone's life, is whatever you're gifted at, whatever you're good at, whatever you're talented at. For some, it could be uh, uh, administration. Some of you have an incredible gift to administer and to steward and to be a leader. Some of you, God has given a gift to, to have dreams and to be able to share with people their dreams, and it's like, oh my gosh, how did you know that? Uh, someone in, on our team, Kaylee and I, we were, we were uh, on, in process of, of, of thinking of moving, and I remember on a Saturday night, um, Kaylee and I, we were like, babe, we need to move because 
like we need we need some room to like to breathe financially like this is too much for us this is private in, and to be specific in our bathroom <laughs> and then sunday for service someone on our team came up to us and told us i had a dream last night and i was in your house i was in your house and i just saw like water rising outside of your house and you guys were scared and anxious and you guys, even, and these, these were the exact words we said, babe, I feel like we're suffocating. And so that was Saturday. And then on Sunday, that, they tell us, and you, what you told her was that you guys are suffocating. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know. And, and so that happened. And then after that, we were like, okay, we got to move. And so it was just crazy. Like, that person is gifted in dreams like that. Other people are gifted in prophecy. Others are gifted in leadership. Some of you are amazing leaders. Other, others, you're gifted in serving. Like you're just immediately ready to serve your community, ready to serve people, ready to serve little people, big people, medium people, like all sorts of people. Some of you are so gifted. Some of you are gifted in singing, in music. Like music, you get it quick. Some of you are gifted in power and authority. Someone's been gift has gifted you that power and authority. Some of you are great at teaching, taking complex ideas and simplifying them so people can understand them. Others are great at encouragement. Diana is so gifted. God has given that power to her to be able to encourage. Liz has that gift of serving, of singing. And some of you are like, oh, snap, he's going to call me next. No, no. But we are all gifted at something. And the thing is, that is an example of God's power on someone's life. I know God has gifted Elliot on singing so much. God has given, give, given, given that gift to Elliot. Caesar has an amazing gift of dreams. God gives Caesar these dreams to be able to uh, build others. It's unbelievable. The thing is, when God has given you a gift, it's not for your benefit. It's not for your own selfish reasons. When God gives you power and a gift, it's to serve others with it. Does that make sense? God has gifted in this, let's say, Freddie and Miguel with such authority. And God, that's God's power. That's God's gifts over us. And But that's, that power is not for us. That power is to empower others. You guys follow me? Someone once said power was meant to empower others. If you stay with power, it will corrupt you and it will destroy you. So when God gives people, I'm amazed at Jeff, his intellectual gifting. He's, he is like, like, Jeff is so intellectually gifted. Josh has an amazing gift besides music. He has an amazing gift to, to draw as an artist. And we could go on and on and on and on. God has given everybody gifts and talents. But my question is, what do we do with them? Some have been gifted beauty. Some have been, some of you, tell the person next to you, God has probably given you that gift. <laughs> but can I tell you something? People that have so many gifts and they use it for themselves ruin their lives. 
People have been given guys and women. God has given them a beauty, like a gift of beauty, and they don't know how to handle it. And that's why their lives start getting ruined and messed up because they don't know how to manage and steward the gifts that God has given them. You guys following me? Jesus gave talents. Remember that story? Jesus gave talents to a group of people. Or he talks about the story. And literally the question is, what are you doing with the talents that God has given you? What are you doing with them? Some of you, can I, I want to tell you something, and I don't know if it's you or someone listening later, but I want to tell you this. There are some of you that you've been gifted so many things, but you're so afraid that you go and dig it, and then God asks you later, what have you done? And you know what, G, what, what the master called that foolish person? He called him foolish and some other like, harsh stuff. What are you doing with the power that God has given you? At a company, in an organization, at a church, money is also power. Some of you have really nice, hefty bank accounts. What are you doing with that power, with that gift? Some of you have the gift of generosity, but you've been using it for yourself. The goal of gifts, the goals of power is to be able to use that for others. Some of you are gifted in healing. Some of you are great. Like some of you, you, like you, you step one, like you, you step outside once and people are found. No, I'm playing. Like today. No, but some of you, you just pray real quick to be healed and people are healed. Some of you, you're, you have this gift of discernment. Some of you guys are really good, a.k.a. nowadays language, at reading vibes. <laughs> Some of you are like, my spidey senses are tingling. I feel a weird vibe around here, guys. Something just strange here, you know? That's called discernment. Now, can I tell you something? Discernment. Using it selfishly is called suspicion. When you are using the gift of discernment, but you are being selfish about it, you're, more, you're not being discerning anymore. You're being suspicious now. That, now that's based on fear and some other stuff. But when you're discerning, you're like, how can I help these people? How can I help this environment? How can I help this situation? You guys follow me? When God has given you power, it's to serve others. It's not to be selfish about it. I don't know if you've heard, God has given these crazy gifts to a lot of the CEOs. Crazy gifts of management, of innovation. But some of them use it for their selfish reasons. And that's why these multi-billion dollar banks, in the blink of an eye, are bankrupt and the CEOs are homeless. But people that use their power, that use their authority to serve others are people that get more of it. You guys follow me? And so we are a church that believes that everybody is gifted, but everybody must use their gifts to serve others. You guys following me? And the thing is that talents and gifts from God are tools. They're tools. And then the other thing that I want to share with you 
is the fruit of the Spirit. Because you could have the power, the authority, the gifts, the talents, but if you do not have the fruit of the Spirit, which is character, that power is going to go to waste. Character, let me give you an example. Character are your virtues. Characters is the cup on where power is poured into. If your cup has holes in it, your po the power is going to be wasted. But if you have character, if you have virtue, if you have the fruit of the Spirit, then you, have, you are capable of getting power. That's why it's so dangerous when children, have you guys seen those kids that they get super famous and there's no character that the power, the fame, and the, the money corrupts them? And they, we, we even feel bad for them. But parents that know how to build character in the children, that money, that fame does not destroy them. That's why people that want raises and that want more power and more authority, I'm like, you don't even have character. When If you get that, God, like, it's going to destroy you. Character is so fundamental. The fruit of the, uh, or results or signs that God is in somebody's life. It's what, uh, what scripture says, love, joy, peace. If you have a Bible, can you go to Galatians chapter 5? This is character. Like what is character? What is virtue? It's this. It's this. Galatians chapter 5. It's not on the screen. I, I, I didn't send this. Galatians 5. Verse 22, if you ever wonder what is a virtue, what is a virtuous life, it's this. It's living this. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Galatians 5.22, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That is character. That is virtue. Can I tell you something? Galatians 5.22 to 23, if you're ever wondering what is character, what is virtue, just go there. For example, let me, tell, let, let me give you an example. Imagine somebody that has so much talent, so, has so, so many gifts, but they don't have kindness. You guys following me? Imagine somebody so talented in music, but they don't have peace. Imagine somebody so powerful that God has gifted them with fame and with so many, so with finances, but they don't have goodness. Or imagine somebody gifted with so much beauty, physical beauty, and they don't have self-control. You following me? Character is what keeps your life in order. You could have all the power, the gifts, the talent, the authority. You could be the, the, the boss of bosses. You could be the Lord of lords, the king of kings. But if you don't have character, it's going to destroy you. Character is so, so key. Can I tell you what character is? Character is not your temper. That's separately. That's like more your personality. Character is your virtue, how virtuous you are. That's why when people want to get married and they don't have character, they can't handle that power and that authority. Character is fundamental. 
There's a lot of people that they want to be used by God, but they don't have credibility. They don't have character. Some of us are waiting for promotions, and God's like, you're looking for a promotion? I'm trying to build your character right now. You want more money? I'm trying to give you more peace right now. (laughs) You want to get married? I'm trying to show you what self-control is. You could have power, but you also need the other wing, which is character. And so I want to close by giving you examples of people that have done both. They have power and they have so many gifts and at the same time they have character one of them is Heidi Baker Heidi Baker we could put her her her, the picture of her on the screen God has given her so much grace and power and and so much uh so much wisdom so much just so much favor And she uses it to serve others. I don't know if you know this. She's changing the whole country of Mozambique. Like she's like she's healing the sick, healing the blind. She is going around doing wonders all for the sake of love and serving others. Healing blind people. They have so many testimonies of people that were dead and they're actually coming back to life. Like credible accounts. Power and character. Another example is a man named Jerry Lorenzo. I don't know if you've heard of Jerry Lorenzo. He is one of the top designers in uh, fashion designers. He's like, he has crazy uh, contracts with Nike. I don't know if you've heard of the brand Fear of God. He's the creator of it. It's like just going, it's blowing up. Like they, it's really famous and so humble. A man of God, a man that has character, a man that has credibility, a man that fears God, a man that is humble, that has character, and yet he has fame, he has popularity, he has, God has blessed him with so many innovative ideas. Are you following me? Another example is, uh, you guys know Abraham Lincoln, (laughs) one of my favorites. Abraham Lincoln was gifted with administration and leadership. And he used it to serve others. God has given some of you guys top-notch administration. But God wants you to use it to serve others. I don't know if you know this, but Abraham Lincoln, one of the biographies written of him is like that thick. It's amazing. It's, it's really good. When I finished it, I felt like I finished a marathon. Um, but the book is called Team of Rivals. But it's called Team of Rivals because on his team, he got the people that were going against him in the elections because he wanted people that disagreed with him on the same team so that they could all get the right answer for the country. And what about us? Someone disagrees with us? We, um, we block them forever, you know? <laughs> Another person... His name is Dallas Willard. This is one of my top heroes. He was a professor at USC. So much power. The the faculty of USC called him one of the brightest minds in his field of philosophy, yet so humble, a man of God, a man of humility, a man of love. Are you, you following where I'm going with this? 
Our goal is to create a culture where there's so many talented people, yet they're humble and they have character. Hey, Renee, I could sing and I could do this and I'm so creative. I write scripts or I, I'm famous. I'm like, yeah, but how well do you love your, your, your family members? How well do you treat your neighbors? Like, how well are you a good neighbor? If I go to your neighbors right now, what will they say about you? Renee, man, I, oh, man, you know, God has given me so many gifts. I want to teach. I want to preach. Yeah, how well do you treat your husband or your wife? Because if you have a lot of power and you don't have character, it's going to destroy you. That's why one of our fundamentals, our foundations is we believe in power and we believe in character and virtue. Does that make sense? And I close with this. Talent will take you to the top, but character is what's going to keep you there. Everybody has talents. Everybody can make it to the top if you work hard. But it's character and humility that's going to keep you there. On behalf of our church, we want to thank you for listening to this week's message. RLA is a biblical grassroots church located in South Los Angeles. We are a community who is here to restore the hurting, anxious, and those discouraged by religion. We hope to have you back next week.